Hello, and welcome to the Dare to Differentiate podcast. This is Khani, and I'm your host. And this week, we are going to talk about perfection. I know we all love to be perfect. And the juxtaposition of perfection and humanness. That is specifically this week. We're in the process of learning about the genesis of the world. The way the world started. It's a little funny because on one hand, we really like to be perfect and we really want to be perfect. And then on the other hand, we live in this world and we are humans. And finding that balance or finding that like space, that happy space of embracing our humanness and striving for perfection. General Parshas Nayak was always one of those weeks that I just kind of skipped over because you have Barashas and then next week you have Lachacha. And it just was like never, whatever, is this weird story. And like, okay. But something about it, as I've explored it uh, more recently, is very like next level. So I'm going to try to share a little bit about what that, what that next level is. And within the context of Nayah coming right after Barathees and what that means, because when Hashem created the world, Hashem created a perfect world. And Barathees kind of shows that this world was complete, right? The six days of creation, the seventh day Hashem was complete by Hashemayim and it was all great and beautiful in its completion. But this is complete as Hashem created it. And then Parshas Nayah, ironically, comes along to show the completion, the Shlema Sa'elam, Mitzad Atzmai, right? From the Point, point of view from the power from the center of the world, that there's completion from our center, from the space of being down in the shadows and the darkness. And we have this power to really purify and elevate and make this world beautiful and pure. And that only happens in Parshas Nayach. That doesn't happen in Parshas Barathees. Um, because the whole, at the end of Parshas Nayach, when Hashem makes the covenant, the bris, with Nayach, that only happened, that bris only happened through his work, through him putting in the hours, through his blood, sweat, and tears, Elevating the lowest, lowest, lowest parts. What was it? Which means that there's nothing lower. Basically, Nayach elevated and up leveled the universe, the lowest parts of the universe, that there is nothing that exists lower than that, he was able to elevate it. And this, the fact that he did that was literally 
fulfilling the Ratzain, the will of Hashem, the desire of Hashem, in creating the world. Nayak came along and did something that was never done before. He came down to the lowest depths of the world, the deepest, darkest, shadowiest parts of the world. The lowliness that there is nothing lower than this. There's nothing lower than this. And in that space, he was able to complete the will of Hashem. Right? Hashem has this desire, has this will that in the lowest parts of this world, there's space for Hashem to be, for Hashem to live, for Hashem to experience, for Hashem to rest. And Nayak was able to accomplish that through this whole story. So, Basically, Parshas Bereshis talks about the strength of the world. Talks about the strength of the world as it stands in relation to the Kavana Alyana, right? The, the connection to the higher worlds. Connection to that higher value. But Nayah, his main thing is like really being grounded and in this universe and show the the essence of the world as it stands from our perspective, from our greatness, from being grounded and great and bring light to the lowest possible parts of the world. Right, let's not forget that during times of Nayak, uh, Mala Arts Hamas, right? The world is filled with corruption and disgusting behavior, ugliness and um, fighting and crime. And in that space, Nayak was able to bring healing, was able to bring a tikkun, a bearer, a zechach right, a purification, and a next level, right, to the point where it was ba'ad tahara until until it was actually pure, actually pure and beautiful and fresh. Nayakh did something incredible. He did something otherworldly in this world. And how do we know that? Because of Nayakh matzachayin b'ene havaya. Nayak found favor in the eyes of Hashem. So how did he pull that off? How did he do what he did? What was the trick? What was the secret sauce that that offered or that earned Nayak this honorable mention, this plaque on the wall? What was that thing that he that he found favor? Chain. One really important thing to look at before that is we need to look at what is the name of Hashem that's used in the sentence, which means found favor in the eyes of Havaya, which is Hashem as above this world. Because when we look at how Hashem is referred to 
in Bereshis, Bereshis bara elikim as a shemayim v'sa'aretz. Why? Because elikim is the name of Hashem as he creates the world, as he shows up in a more confined, compressed way with Morkavura, that the world can be created through that. Okay? The name Elikim was said 32 times in Mysa Bereshis. So the entire world is created with the name of Hashem, specifically the name of Elikim, 32 times. And why specifically Elikim? Elikim is the gematria, as we know, Hateva. So this is the name of Hashem that is associated with the world. Actually, later in the parsha, it says that says Havaya Elikim Shemaim, which basically means that Havaya is enclosed, is expressed through the name Elikim. But it is hidden within the name of Elikim as it brings the world into being, right? The Kayaha Havas. Because the thing that, the power that brings this world into being is really Shemavaya. But it has to be enclosed and low-key behind, compressed in the name of Elikim. And therefore, Havaya is not revealed in all the creations in this world. Right? The Elikim is the name that is expressed in creation. So that is Bereshis. Bereshis is very much Elikim-centered because that is the creation of the world. But it's interesting because Nayach kind of Bring something new to the table. What what is Nayak bringing new to the table? That he matzachen be'ine havaya. That somehow he he acts. He was able to reach a different access point that the world wasn't didn't have access to, which is shame havaya. What did he do? Because he revealed in this physical world the name of havaya that is above the world. Right, he somehow accessed this and bypassed the Shemelikim and was able to reveal Shemavaya to the point where it was able to be expressed and recognized and clear that Havaya Huelikim, Hashem Huelikim, right, like we say on Yom Kippur, to the point where Nayak was able to express this reality. That Avaya is like him, which is what Misha said, right? Parsas Hanan. But it took a long time to get to that stage where we can actually express that. So Nayach was basically saying that the symptom and the Hester, the 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 compressions, the the hiddenness, the all the crypticness of this world that seems like Hashem isn't here which is expressed the name of Elikim, is really essentially, truthfully, Shem Havaya. That's what Nayach accomplished. And because he revealed Shem Havaya and was able to 
drill it or knock it into the heads of this Matthias Islam that even though this world was created through Shemelikim, Nayak was somehow able to integrate this reality that it is actually Shemavaya, and then it was able to be drawn down from this very, very, very high level that's beyond creation. And to the point where we say seven times Shavaya Huelakim after the end of Nila, the end of Yom Kippur, we say Havalakim seven times. And this is kind of what Nayakh did. He gave the world this opportunity to engage with Hashem, Hashem Huelakim in like ascending opportunity because we say it seven times. So each time you say it, you kind of reach a next level, a higher level. So this idea that precious Barathees, Hashem created like an infallible, perfect world that made sense and that was aligned to Hashem. But somehow, because there was too much, it was just like him, which means it was very rigid and there, and it was perfect, and there really was no possibility for anything to change or for anything to be fixed. And then it kind of like popped, right? Like, uh, explain as explained the Chassidus, this idea of Shvera Sakhalim, that everything wasn't it wasn't sustainable. This type of world, so it just cracked, it broke. So the Mabal came to kind of reset the world. It was like a hard reset. Like this recreation and resetting of the entire world's DNA happened in this major way where literally it was a power wash, steam wash, you know, boiling hot, like washing, right? So this idea of power washing this idea of, of, of a factory reset across the entire world that Hashem brought into this world. And Nayach was able to, Nayach was able to invite Hashem, invite Havaya into the reality of Elikim, invite this more soft, loving, kind, over the world, beyond the world, beyond the galaxies, um, type of energy into this world, and give the opportunity for a repair, give it an opportunity for light to seep in to the deepest, darkest, lowest parts of this world. And we experience this every Yom Kippur when we say Havaya Huelikim, Hashem Huelikim, seven times at the end, at the culmination of the entire Yom Kippur experience, where we repair, where we reconnect, where we take our connection with Hashem to the next level. That's it, the opportunity that we have every Yom Kippur. And this like factory reset situation. But what's also really important to realize is that every single moment 
every single time we have a choice, um, every single time we have an invitation to choose perfection over being human, we are able to bring that into reality, that Havaya who will like him, that no matter what's going on, no matter how dark, no matter how sad, no matter how confusing, no matter how destructive or divisive my experience is or this world is, I have the power in this moment to make it clear that Havaya who will like him, that Hashem, that Hashem's love, that Hashem's kindness, that Hashem's presence is in what seems to be like him. And I think we're, we love, we have this like obsession. I have this like obsession sometimes for things to be perfect, for things to be just so. And all the chaos that the, that came onto this world, the, the, the openings of the lower waters that this miraculous, like stirring of the pot, this miraculous, like shutting it all down so that it can be reset and bright and there can be a rainbow at the end of it and a promise that we're connected with Hashem and a promise that we are exactly where we need to be and a promise that Hashem wants us to be involved in this process, that Hashem wants me to be here. Hashem wants me to stay grounded in whatever's going on, to keep centered, to keep in the teva, emotionally, physically, mentally, in this teva, in this awareness that whatever's going on, all the chaos that's going on, it's going on outside. And it's going on outside for a purpose. And there's an end game. And while this is happening, I can stay present and grounded in the chaos the hullabaloo of everything getting turned over and the water covering the mountains. Like how does water cover mountains? The tips of the tallest mountains. Yeah, that's what happened. How, how, how do, how does it, how does any of this happen? And for me just to know that this chaos is here. It's not forever. And I can choose to be present with it and know that being present with it is all I need to do. And the process will kind of process its way out and the entire world will be, will be better for it. And so I invite you to do that as well. And I invite you to think about what the flood, what flooding means to you in your own way, in your own life. What Nayakh, what Nayakh's message is to you. 
about of making Havaya into Elkim from bringing this reality that Hashem is really here in a kind, generous, loving way in your life, in my life, in this life, in the chaos, in the questions, in the, yeah, in, in all of it. Um, and there's room for all of it and there's room for you in this experience. So make sure to include yourself and have a wonderful week. We'll see you next time.